film fans. I always say it's an extra special episode, but today is really an extra special, super duper episode, because we're going to talk about the Sundance Film Festival with one of our fellow critics and former St. Louisan, Steph Raven. We'll talk to our guest, Stephanie Raven, about Sundance for the first 45 minutes of the show. Then we'll talk about movies around 45 minutes, Our Friend around 50 minutes, Locked Down, with a little dip into WandaVision around minute 57. Then an hour and three minutes, The White Tiger. And then one hour and six minutes, No Man's Land. Hey there. Hello. Hi, Hi Steph. Miss you guys so much. It's been a while. I haven't seen you probably in Ten five years. years. 10? 10 years 10 okay. years yeah i've been up here now for 10 years damn i yeah, moved up here got married yep now i'm i'm just an old fogey welcome home. Yeah, well, a married girl well once in a while you used to come back but not anymore um i have it's um and and we we actually had planned on coming down this year and it's like oops guess we won't do that we're hoping mm. that this summer um, for this year, we'll be able to get down because I have so many friends I miss and people I want to see and and things I want to do. I know that um, on the times that I've been able to come down, I know I've gotten to see you, Lynn, but I haven't seen a lot of the other people in the film community. So I was kind of hoping to plan a trip around the St. Louis Film Festival, but of course I didn't get to do that this year because I want my husband to experience a film festival, like getting to volunteer and work at one. So we keep trying, we keep hoping that we're going to go back to Sundance and we have not yet, so. Well, uh, we the reason we're doing this show is the Sundance Film Festival this year is virtual January 28th through September 2nd, I mean, that's September, uh, uh, February 2nd. Ooh, yeah, I know. A long oh, festival. Where does that, where does that hey, come but you, from? You, you don't know how long these links are going to last because, you know, when the St. Louis Film Festival did their festival, you had you got uh, access to the films at the beginning of the festival and through for a whole month, you got to see every film that was in the festival after it premiered. So, well, Carl, I'm glad you said that because I could not, I, I was wondering that myself and I have not found any information on that on the Sundance Film Festival. On how website, long they're going to be streaming? On how long they were going to keep that. I mean, now, Sundance like, is you, a different animal though. Yeah, and then yeah. they have their own channel too. So, I mean, right. I'm sure they, you know, they can, you know, let it, you know, bleed out onto that. Um, they, I mean, and for, you know, the amount of money that they want to charge for the film festival this year, like I, so normally it's it's like twelve fifteen hundred dollars for a full festival pass, and now this year it's three hundred fifty dollars, and it gives you unlimited access. But it didn't say in the description at all how long the access was. So I was like, hmm. But it's still an interesting concept because they do say that you're going to have access to watching some of the the seminars. You'll have access to um, you know some of the the other stuff. And I thought, well, at least that's cool. At least you're kind of getting that information still well for for let's say a quarter of the price you're actually going to get to see more because you know they had if that if the 500 seat theater sold out of the newest you Spike Lee the, movie yeah you, you, you couldn't see it oh yeah well, you're totally right and i feel like this is really a bargain i i do not think that there won't be a ton of businesses then and i feel like they can sell more too you know, they don't have to be limited to how many people right. they sell that to. You're not going to have a 350 seat theater. You can no. have 300 people, whatever title. 
Well, and the cool thing that I saw with, you know, you sign up with an email and apparently it gives you the opportunity to add emails to your, your pass. Ooh. So I thought that was really cool. I'm like, oh, so you could like have family members, you could all do it. Um, one of the things that I think is really nice is it's, that's not the only pass that they have available. They have a, a one that's just a, like it's called the Explorer Pass, and it's it's just for like the shorts program land and um, like the uh, oh what's it called? I just had it up on my screen too. I was Is just it that next it. generation thing? Yeah, that they- that's it. So you get um, the indie series, New Frontier, and then the shorts program. You get access to that, and for twenty five bucks, and I'm like. I might just do that. And then of course it lists all these cities. You can choose a city where they're streaming in and you can go see films in your city if those theaters are open. So, and I like, I, I, I noticed that they have it here in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, and I am definitely planning on trying to get to at least one of the films here so I can pretend I might even wear one of my Sundance t-shirts and walk around and be like, do, 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 do. I, I'm a, I'm an old person from Sundance. Yay. Well, <laughs> let's give me a free popcorn yeah. or something. Let's backtrack. Okay. The Sundance yeah. Film Festival in the early nineties, uh, uh, was put on the map because of my hero, Robert Redford, uh, sure amazing. In, in Park City, Utah. And uh, then Sex, Lies, and Videotape came out. It was a big deal. Yep. And it put Sundance on the map. And then it has grown from there. Now, Steph got involved as one of the workers. And I just want to say that my, my two sons, Tim, Charlie, and I, applied to be ushers and Steph had given us the 411. And then we went through the process. We had to get interviewed and approved. And <laughs> um, and then when we did get to Park City, we were, you know, just totally, uh, you know, a fish out of water. And the boys, once they saw Steph, they were like, oh, thank you, God. Okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah. <'cause> we're, <laughs> so expl- explain what you have done at the Sundance Film Festival all these years. So it's funny. I used to live, I have lived everywhere. I used to live in Wyoming and I was about an hour away from Park City. And I would go with friends and ski over in Park City. And I didn't know anything about the film festival until one year I went with some friends. And I was like, oh man, this is super cool. Like I'm all about movies, I love this. And so just for the heck of it, um, I I went and um, you know I, I saw a bunch of films and then I moved, I moved away from Wyoming. And I ended up talking to some, I moved to St. Louis. And I ended up talking to somebody in St. Louis. They're like, hey, you should apply. Like, just, just go be a volunteer. I'm like, really? I can do that? And, th- you know, he showed me, you know, where I needed to go. And I went online and I signed up for it. And I got there. And I, luckily, um, uh, my one of our good friends, Tony Cabral, has been there for many years. And I knew him before. And I was at the same theater that he was at. I wasn't on the same shift, but I was the same theater. And I started off as an usher. I actually did crowd control because I was really good with talking to people and keeping them laughing while they were waiting in line. And the next year I got asked if I wanted to work um, at the library, which is a big venue for them. Um, Because I think, what do we have? Eight venues. Um, And we were were at the Yarrow Hotel. You were at the Yarrow. 
they turned their ballroom into a movie theater. Yep, yep. So and they bring we, in the seats, and that's the way yep, they bring everything in. They do it. Yeah. So I started off just being a, just a normal volunteer, and then I just kind of kept getting um, pushed up the chain. And so I got to a point where I was um, running one of the teams at um, at Yarrow. That's where I ended up. And um, so it's 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 a it's one of the most unique experiences because you go and it's it's so for and they don't do it for everybody. It does depend on the situation and how much time you're going to volunteer. Um, the first year I went, I put myself up. I didn't. Um, I didn't know anything about getting housing or anything. I just kind of got lucky and found a hotel room and, and that's not easy. It's super expensive, you know, and um, the next year I was offered housing. And so they will actually put you up, but you still have to pay for your airfare. You still have to pay for your food. Um, But it is just the most unique, amazing experience because you're literally one-on-one with these filmmakers you get to see these people that they've just put something together and they're bringing it out for mostly the first time um and getting it because that is one of the requisitions for sundance is your film cannot have premiered somewhere else unless it's at tiff at the toronto film festival um because we have a partnership with them or sundance has a partnership with them but that is that is what i did i i I ran a team and um all the volunteers and they were my babies and everybody who was on my team it was known as raven's team so it was we had fun um when you weren't working at the theater you had you could do whatever you wanted you could go to films um a lot of us that's like like our good friend albert used to like try to beat his record from the previous year on how many films he could see because they were all it was all it was all it was 24 hours right they had films at two no, o'clock in the morning. No, I mean it was close. It was it's but close. We had what we call the, the midnight morning, series. Yeah, early yeah. from early in the morning to late at night. They had late night programs. One of the things oh, that Tim Tim being a film fanatic, he saw twenty four movies in ten days, and he said it was the greatest time of his life. One of the things the boys and I we worked different shifts. We didn't all work the same shift, but um, the. Um, but it was it was fun to be there when a movie was premiering and you would see the filmmaker come in with his family and this was a big deal for them this was like the first time their movie and so it was really fun to see the joy in these people their and to family share it with them bringing it's so in awesome out. And then also um, the Q&As always had like, that's how I met Steve James, the great documentarian. Um, he did a, he did a Q&A and, um, and I whispered to him cause he was coming in and I was standing there as an usher and I said, go Salukis cause he went to SIU Carbondale. And so then he, <laughs> and so anyway, um, people, what, what's the greatest thing about Sundance is it's like this, just this, equal opportunity everybody's like you know in the hats and the parkas and they're dressed down and nobody's putting on airs and you're sitting next to like rutger howard yeah you're like oh my gosh i'm sitting next to hobo with a shotgun you know tim took a picture of that movie was so great and then harvey weinstein was in the audience too and tim had a like you know we were supposed to tell people to turn off their phones but try telling harvey weinstein to turn off his phone and so things like that but but the best thing about the audience is at sundance 
everybody is really into movies. So you get this utmost respect, like nobody's talking and everybody's focused. And then you get to talk movies with people who are just as much a movie nut as you. And so that's a really fun aspect of it. But I will say it's really hard. Like we got a Hampton Inn way out in Kimball Junction. And so we had a, but they have this free shuttle system bus shuttle during the festival like you don't have to pay for a bus at all so you just hop on a bus and snoop dogs this is so funny snoop dogs bus or you know or his uh whatever the his uh band was in they pulled into our hampton inn parking lot and and walked out you know because that's where they were staying so hilarious <laughs> to see snoop dog and his band all walk out of their you know, they're a tricked out bus. Oh, I remember one year when Quentin Tarantino was there. It was so funny because I got on the shuttle to go to one of the other theaters because they have a shuttle system set up for people that you can just take the shuttle to whatever theaters we have. And I got on the shuttle and he got on right behind me and he was like, hey, is that seat taken? I'm like, no, it's all yours. And it's like, you know, just like casual as whatever. And then he's he's riding the shuttle, riding the shuttle and I get off and then he gets off and and I'm like, are you following me? Like, I, was, I you know, I was being fun. I said, are you following me? I said, because I think you're following me. He goes, are you going to this theater? I said, yes. I am he goes you're following me I said how can I be following you when you're behind me he goes because I'm mentally I'm already there and I'm like oh my gosh yeah the movie that he had there of course but I was actually there to work (laughs) so it was really funny I was just like blown away though because that's what you'd run into like everybody is just there about film nobody is for the most part nobody is like all oh it's superstar so-and-so or whatever I mean don't get me wrong we had some stars that people went a little nutty over but for the most part everybody just left everybody alone and you just oh hey man where are you seeing this oh what did you think like they they just talked to you like normal so that's one of the things I liked about it as people were very relaxed and mellow and but everybody was there for film period that's right. what they were there for yes. right My and, wife, and, go ahead Lynn no I was just gonna say like I sat next to like this Italian filmmaker on the bus and she was telling me about her movie and it's just this it's an international thing too and then the people in Chicago that made that great documentary with us uh, Steve James the interrupters which every person in America should watch um it uh <laughs> it's so good but you know like we were just chatting and, and you just talk to so many different people. I will say that um, it is like, there's a lot of snow. So you're dealing with snow and um, you it's are- It's funny because also- not every year is there snow. You just no, happen to be there. I mean, it is But cold. it's a ski center, you know, that's yeah. what it started off as. So, yeah. So you're, you're um, you know, you're in line with all these people and it's cold and it's whatever. So, you know, a lot of people are covered up, but as a volunteer, you get a pass for the yep. movies, but you're last. Like if it fills up, like we had a couple movies that we wanted to see, but it was already filled you're, up. You're yep. SOL. Right. Yeah. But the unless, night- unless you knew people working at that theater. Ah. And you could text them and say, hey, yo, can you slide me and so-and-so in? You know, can I, you got an extra two seats? And then, you know, we always have certain seats that we'd hold back. In case um, Harvey were to case. show up. And that, yeah, in case, you know, the star doesn't come, in case the director isn't there. So there was always the chance that, you you know, you could get in. And we, you know, I personally 
tried to always make sure volunteers got in because you know what I know we're working our butts off and I know we're there for free and you know I was like yeah I'm gonna slide you in yeah call me yeah you need it you need it you want to see you want to slide into this one and you know what I would do is if somebody wanted to see a film I'd say at the beginning of our shift I'd say here's all the films we have you guys talk amongst yourself whoever wants to usher this film because the ushers stay in the theater and, and, and stand there in case somebody needs to get out. They, you know, they walk them with a the flashlight. So I would always tell all my volunteers, well, talk to amongst yourselves. If you want to see this film, but you want to see this film, why don't you guys talk? And that's the one you'll usher on. And that's the one you'll work outside. And so we tried to work it. You know, you always try to work it out with your partners and, and, you know, try to, I'd call other theaters. Hey, I got two people that really want to see this film. You got some extra seats. Oh yeah. Send them over. I'm like, all right, they're on their way. So we, that was the other kind of cool underground, you know, thing that we had going on. I always, I always love that. I always love that, you know, somebody could say, oh, I really want to see this film. And we'd race over to the big theater and hope to gotten the, cause the big theater, what did that hold? Like 1200, 1200 seats. And, and it would be like that. Those seats would be gone. So you, if you got somewhere and you got in line and they had tickets left, they would be able to give you tickets and then you could leave. You don't have to wait around. Once you have a ticket in hand, you can just go do whatever you want. But at the big theater, I was always surprised that they hardly ever had any tickets. And they were an entity upon themselves at that at that one. Like they were the posh. They were, that was the castle. You know, we were all just yeah, outlying the big, kingdoms. The big premieres. Yeah, mm -hmm. a lot, like a lot of the ones, like it's become more, it's become more commercial over the years. Yeah. With the big studios having a movie and then the whole cast would be there on the red carpet, you know, the, the A-listers. And yep. so that wasn't it but but you know just in general if you were watching the indie movies you know I, Lynn I don't know if you ever met Joe Buckman he didn't um he's lived in in Park City and and in that area like for a long time probably 20 years he's been a film festival volunteer for a long time and so he has once I got to know him he's like hey you want to come you can come stay at my house I'm like oh I will be taking Ooh. you up on that but he has said that it has definitely changed in the last just even in the last five years and that it's it's just different and I can only imagine I've heard from some other people that it's just gotten really commercial and it's 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 more about you know like Volkswagen or you know uh, Stella Artois and it's like well you know like all these Hollywood people come down to go to the parties and they're not there for they're not there for the films it's all our smaller filmmakers that are there and that's that would always annoy me I'd be like oh, okay so Paris Hilton came why she's not anything in the film industry why does she get to come down here and have all these radical parties like. Okay, so we have a Hilton hotel here. So that's the only reason you come down is so you can, you know, like hang out and say you're hanging out with A-listers. So it would really annoy me when we'd get people like that, you know, that were like, why I'm important, but you have nothing to do with film. Like, why are you here? Well, and that, and that's what I've heard that it's gotten worse. Well, my wife had a different uh, experience than both of you. And I, I've never been. But my wife worked for the St. Louis Film Commission when when there was a St. Louis Film Commission, and she went to the Sundance Film Festival several years with the late uh, Bobby Lautenschlager. And so they were there as representatives of St. Louis. They were looking for um, they were meeting filmmakers and they were doing things. They were there in official capacity yep. and. She has two great stories. Well, 
she saw the full Monty there before anyone else saw it there. <laughs> and she saw the whole cast there. Um, another thing, she was driving down the road and uh, John Waters was hitchhiking because he was doing a book. And he's like, <laughs> you can only take me for a mile. She's like, I'll take you into town. And he's like, no, 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 that's, that's not the thing. <laughs> and he said, everyone's telling me they're going to take me everywhere. I just want to ride with you for a while, get your story and then write my book. And then three, I know, I know I said two, but I, I, she, I keep remembering things that she did. And this is, this actually has come full circle. Now she got the late Douglas Adams. Well, he was alive at the time. He was at Sundance and she got him to sign the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy for me. Oh, wow. And now my daughter is reading that book. And I said, and my wife's like, oh, don't you remember I got that sign for you? And I said, oh, hey, because my daughter sleeps with books underneath her pillow because she <laughs> reads them right before she falls asleep. And it's the paperback. It's the original paperback. And, and you're like, I said, no, I said, don't. So now she has put it to the side of the bed. So not to ruin the Douglas Adams signature, which my wife got at Sundance. So I, I'm happy about these things. And I'm and I also wish that St. Louis had a film commission again but they yeah i remember missouri's got one but you know yeah Um, i remember that uh this this is my my favorite my my favorite favorite famous person story i got to meet morgan spurlock oh size me was he he supersized at the time dude he was fast he was he was the most laid-back cool guy and they were doing a party for his they were doing like a premiere party and he's like he came to our theater and i met him and i'm like i have to tell you i saw your film yesterday and i'm just blown away it's fantastic and he's like hey come to my party tonight i'm like what he goes come to my party i just i'll, I'll put your name at the door i'm like okay I, are you sure. allowed to do that if you're working uh, no i wasn't working at, okay. w- during the time of the party he was okay. talking to me yeah so i was like i i would love to do that i would be more than happy to come and hang out and speak with you and i didn't really to be honest with you i was like yeah sure he's not gonna have my name at the door but yeah i'll go i'll go you know what the heck I, we're gonna be out and about walking around and sure enough he had my name at the door wow and i got in and him and i just like he he was so blown away to be at sundance right. and and we ended up starting a really good friendship so we've i've been friends with him ever since i met him at the film festival now, so for me it was really there? cool there's so many cool people that you meet there that you just like i had no idea he was going to end up as big as he was mm-hmm. you know i had no idea what you know i was just like oh it's a really cool documentary i really like it a lot and i really appreciated getting the time to chat with him and then we just became friends and you know he he did the super you know he did the show in 30 days which i loved i thought it was the one mm-hmm. of the coolest concepts and i just he's just the, the most laid back nicest guy i was just like thank you for just you know being just just thank you for being cool and i met a lot of cool people there and like it ha- it wasn't all like you know there was, i only had two bad experiences with stars and mm-hmm. you know it is what it is that some people think they're better than everybody else and you know whatever you know that's cool but everybody else was super cool well i just think that uh you cannot uh, you can't experience a film festival because like, it's the granddaddy of film yep. festivals and it's influence is so impactful like carl and i were talking about this year okay two of the biggest movies that are awards contenders 
for this season of awards is Minari mm -hmm. and Promising Young Woman. Both of them premiered at Sundance. Minari won the Audience Award and the Grand Jury Prize. And then there's the documentary Crip Camp, which I have sung its praises. That debuted there. And Netflix does buy quite a few Sundance oh, yeah. Oh, things. Yeah. And that, but what I noticed is um, while you're in Park City, you're getting the variety and the, the, they're giving you the daily, like who's buying what. And it's yeah. all very, it's very, besides it's okay, it's artsy, but it's also business. Like you see Very, the business aspect business. of it. But well, I don't think a lot of people realize how many films go through the film festival and that's how they get picked up. Well, they did oh, this year. They did <laughs> well, this yeah. Year. Oh yeah, this year. I mean, Carl and I have watched so many Sundance movies because of the product situation with COVID that we've seen more. Like, I feel like I was at the festival. One of the things, <laughs> um, because we you know, watch it. But I will say, if you think it's all fun and games to work there, it is work. And one of the things is when you, when you are um, approved as an usher, you know, you just can't do what, I, I mean, you got to follow rules. So yeah. there's a whole bunch of rules and also they're watching you like your bosses are watching you because there's some people that are just in it to meet stars yep you know we, did, we definitely had a share of those star effers you know yep and and they know that so then like you're evaluated yeah, but, did they, like, but did those stars ever like look for groupies I'm sure they did. Um, you know, I had, I, I had <laughs> Lynn two young girls. Lynn's face shows that, yes, she <laughs> saw that happen. Yep. I had two young girls that were adorable girls, but they were there to party. And let's just say that there was an Olympic snowboarder there because they, at one of the times when I was there, they had the, the winter Olympics there. Uh, this winter snowboarder took those two girls to every single party. And that's all the name else. dropping I'm going to do. <laughs> well, when the, you know, I mean, I was with my son, so I let them go because, you know, mom, like, it's like mom's not going to the party. You guys go to the party. You guys go, go yeah. back to the hotel room because and she's going to sleep. <laughs> well, you know, well, it was exhausting too. And that's how Charlie met his wife. Because <laughs> he went to one of the but parties. No, I mean, oh my Charlie, gosh. Charlie and Tim, um, this one girl that was an usher, Natalie, Charlie's still good friends with her. Like, in fact, when he went out to California, he, uh, he saw her for a bit. So you get to know people. But, you know, they were young and like Questlove did a concert. So they went to the Questlove concert and and they did stuff that I don't know what they did. Well, that's the, that like is that. the other cool thing about it. There's a whole there's a whole afterlife. So like there's a whole after, you know, after everybody's out doing film stuff, people want to go do stuff to relax and have fun. And so there's, there's all kinds of parties. There's all kinds of, you know, they have like every day they would have a thing where you, they did a giveaway where you would go to a certain, like you could go to Stella Artois and get glass Stella Art. I couldn't tell you how much stuff they gave away. Like just as a, just as a, a, a volunteer, you get uh you get a couple a of food bag. vouchers not many you get a jacket you get i don't know do you get a scarf or a hat or something you get a hat a scarf a jacket yep and, usually designed um, by kenneth cole right and, nice. um I mean, yeah but they're them. they're also branded too so it's not yes like they are it does have yeah it does say sundance and it surprises me now 
I I didn't end up keeping any of my Sundance jackets because I just I'm not a big jacket wearer. I actually gave them in to Minnesota. My really good... You're not wearing jackets. No, I'm weird. I wear shorts and leggings and and just maybe a sweater every once in a while. Um, I I like the cold. I think somewhere along my family history there was a polar bear. Not sure, but yeah, I'm I'm. But not you didn't keep any on. of them. No, they, I they, didn't. I actually ended they up. They wind up on eBay away. a lot. I gave them to a couple of friends. I gave them to remember Carl, um, not Carl Middleman. Remember no. Carl from the Rams? Yeah, Carl Sides. Yeah, I gave him one of my jackets. I gave Ben James one of my jackets. I just, I didn't. I saw them. Ben James yesterday. Did you? Oh my yeah. God. He's working he, the Ryan Wrecker show on KMOX. Yes, he is. God bless his little soul. Um, no, but it was always a cool statusy kind of thing. So it always would surprise me that people would get it and then sell it on eBay. Right. And I'm like, no, like we kept ours. We kept everything. We loved it. Tim was like, he still had, he had his uh, ticket stubs. I found them when I was cleaning out his stuff. I, he had all his ticket stubs. He was like, it was the greatest time of my life. I think anybody that's in film, but I will say uh, when I was saying about how you're, you, you're evaluated, um, you either get asked back for the next year or you don't. Or you don't. <laughs> we, were, we were asked back and we wanted to go, but Tim went back to school. Charlie was in New York, you know, and it just wasn't going to work out. So we never have gone back. But that time is just crystallized in our head. We know every movie we saw. We know everything. But the fact that you keep up, like I am friends on Facebook with people that I met at Sundance. Be with I still have people that I talk to um, on a daily basis that I met at Sundance. One, My one good friend, Joe Buckman, he's such a sweetheart every year when he's at the festival, he gets the program and mails it to me. And it just is a fun experience. It has really changed. Film festivals have changed. I mean, look, we, one of the biggest things that Minnesota does is we have the state fair every year. And it's the one like the biggest state fair, I think, in the nation. For the first time in 100 years, they have not had the state fair. But they did something really unique. They had a drive-through state fair. So you could buy tickets for a vehicle and you drive through and you could get food from vendors along the way, which is like, what? Like I had to literally talk my mother-in-law into going. She was like, I don't want to do this. Sounds dumb. She loved it. We had a great time, but they had like about 20 different food vendors. And, you know, that's the big thing about the state fair. And one of the things about the Minnesota state fair is people get stuff on a stick. So, you know, you're used to corn dogs, you know, well, we have pork chops on a stick. We have Twinkies on a stick. We have, you name it, we have it on a stick. So it's kind of one of the draws. It's a funny thing. And it was interesting. We we went through and they have a, a cookie company. It's called Sweet Martha's Cookies. And when you go there, you get, have you heard of that? They've got like, yeah. you get like this bucket that's just enormous. They had a thing on the news about her cookies. Oh my gosh. So they, they're making them right there and they're shoveling them into buckets and they hand you this bucket and it's just overflowing. And they have a milk stand that you go right over to the milk stand and you get milk, you pay two bucks and you can, you can stand there for as long as you want and they'll just keep refilling your cup. I think $2. Charlie oh. and Maria, Charlie and his wife, Maria, I think were there. Um, they must've got, I don't know. See, she's, from Gurney in Chicago, which is near the Wisconsin border. And she went to yeah. Wisconsin for school, you know, at Madison. And so they've gone to the fair there, but 
I think they were at the Minnesota one. And I don't know why, because they bought an apple pie that when I was there for Mother's Day, here before last, they hauled out this frozen apple pie from the Minnesota <laughs> fair. And they were talking, and it was, oh my God, it was so good. But, oh, yeah. but I was like, why were they in Minnesota? Oh, you know what? Her brother lives in Minneapolis. Oh, That's okay. Not- that makes sense. Okay. Because I'm like, why were they in Minnesota? Yeah, he lives, he lives not too far from, well, they used to live, he's a banker. He, they used to live near where George Floyd was murdered, but they moved from they there. They moved away. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting how COVID has completely changed everything. Like you can't, you can't just go to a movie now. You can't look at our film festivals. Like we have a, we have a pretty decent film festival here and it, it's shut down completely just shut down and one of the things that i think is cool with sundance is this year they're streaming to a lot of different cities like one of our theaters here is doing i think they've got like six or seven films that will stream here that you can buy a ticket and go see the movie there so my husband and i were definitely going to do that we're so we can feel like we're kind of at at the film festival even though we really won't be we're going to fake like we are so but I'm just like, wow, what is, ever, like, so many things have affected film festivals, like, especially Sundance. Like, I don't think people realize how much of an effect that Harvey Weinstein being taken out of the system and getting himself in trouble, but what that's done to Sundance. He was one of the biggest buyers at Sundance. He bought so much film. He bought so many rights, so many things and, and promoted. And it's too bad that, you know, as a person, he was a rotten human being, but as a producer, he was gold. I mean, he knew his stuff. He made, I mean, come on. He had, he had the golden touch when it came to a lot of movies. Unfortunately, the guy was an idiot. So, but just think about just that alone has changed, you know, film festivals, you know, and then, then now we've got COVID. So now you can't like Sundance is stepping up. Like, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at their program, but they're really doing a lot of streaming and they've got um so this year so normally it's like you know it's i know it's like over a thousand dollars to normally buy that pass where you can go to everything and do everything and so what they're doing this year is they've got a 350 dollars pass so you can stream everything and i thought well that is so smart of them that is like wow I don't know how they pay the artists, you know, for their films and stuff doing that. But I mean, I think it's interesting. You don't, you're still going to get to see some of the talks. You'll have people that'll talk. You'll have people that'll have seminars and you'll just kind of, you'll just kind of, you know, stream them, which is still cool because you're still getting that, but it's not the same. Like Lynn, you know, like that one-on-one being right there watching the film and then getting to meet the cast, getting to meet the director afterwards, like how awesome that was to get to just have that experience. And so now we don't, we don't get to do that. And I just wonder how much that's going to change everything in the future. Yeah. Well, St. Louis, the St. Louis filmmakers showcase, you know, we had a film in it and we couldn't, we couldn't do it. So, um, but they streamed it. So everybody could watch it online. And then um, the St. Louis Film Festival streamed it. So they have it all worked out. I have a question for both of you. Because you've seen these films at Sundance, does that give you a more favorable impression of a movie that you would have normally not liked? Steph, yes. first. Yes. Because, because you're invested in it. 
Well, um, I saw, okay, Marcy, that one, Marcy, Martha, Marcy, May, May Maline, yeah. Yeah. With Elizabeth Olsen. Yes. That premiered at Sundance uh, in 2011, my year. And so that was a big deal. So I made sure I saw that, you know, but the, but the winner that year was like crazy. And I did not like that movie at all. But did and you I like it when you saw it there? Well, I couldn't get into it because oh, it was okay. so packed. So I saw it at the Tivoli with the rest of the critics in town when we saw it, but I did not like it. And I was like, oh my God, this one Sundance. Now, Steph, did, were there any movies that you said, oh, I probably shouldn't have liked that movie? You don't have to give specific examples, but. Oh, I have a specific example. <laughs> I didn't think I would like, what was that Rutger Hauer movie that we were just talking about? Oh, Hobo, Hobo with a Shotgun. Hobo with, Hobo with Shotgun. I did not think that would be something that I would like. And I was like, it was showing at my theater. So I sat, you know, I stood in the back and I watched it and I'm like, holy crap, this movie is hilarious. And I fell in love with it. And I, that's not, I you like would have never a seen good it otherwise. movie. Yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone and seen that. And I was like, holy crap, this is hilarious. And then I told a bunch of people to see it. And then when it came out, I remember I got a screener for it and I was loaning it out to everybody because I'm like, you got to watch this. It's hilarious. So yeah, there have been movies there that I have, I probably normally would not have gone to. And I did go because I got a chance to experience it there instead. So yeah. And, but I can say that for any film festival. If I, if I'm invested in a film festival, you know, even the Minneapolis Film Festival, you know, there's stuff there that I might not normally see, but because I'm a volunteer or maybe because I get to see it for free, then I'm like, well, I'll go check that out. What the heck? And then it might not have been something I would normally see. Speaking of that, the winner of the St. Louis International Film Festival is a movie that you should see that you might normally not see. It's a Korean film called Beast Clawing at Straws. So I want you to be aware Ooh. of that. Well, thank you. I will write that down. Yeah, also, it's on it's on video on demand. Yeah, but oh. I think it's going to get a wider release in 2021. Well, that yeah. would be nice. So a lot of Korean film, I, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but a lot of Korean film is starting to go mainstream. Thanks to Parasite. Like, oh my God, I love that movie. I, I loved that movie. I was so blown away by that movie. That is my kind of film. Um, there's a, there was another Korean film that came out a few years ago, and it's about this guy that he follows the serial killer around that killed his yeah, wife. Memory, that was mem Bong Joon-ho's oh. first movie. Or not oh, movie. That memories, movie. Of mur memories of Murder is really yes. good. I watched they that have, this year. They have some so great good. films. And I yeah. have gotten, I have just gotten addicted. I am addicted. I have a, a membership to a, an online subscription called Vicky Rakuten, and it's all Asian film documentaries and stuff that you can watch and i'm addicted to it my husband bought me a membership he's like i'm gonna buy this for you and I, I that's my my first love and then netflix is carrying a lot of asian film and a lot of asian stuff so it's kind of nice for me i like that so i like that other countries are starting to kind of get recognized you know i mean i've seen a lot of japanese film but they're more they are more mainstream but Korean film has not been and so I really appreciate that they are starting to and that's the thing about Sundance they do such an international um, flavor they have special you know categories for international films not just your mainstream American filmmaker you've got films coming from you know 
um, Arabic countries, you've got like just ridiculous amounts. And I love it. I love that they accept them and they get them seen where they would normally not be seen. And a lot of people don't want to watch a foreign film because like, I don't want to read subtitles. Listen, it's not I'm that not bad. I'm not going just to a movie to watch, read a book. Exactly. And I tell people, you know what? It, it, it just get past it. It's not that bad. And you still can follow along a lot of these films. It's the, the really, the subtitling is really, it, it, it works. Just take, take a chance. Well, Minari, I just, I just love Minari and it's not coming out till mid February. And it's just such a gentle, beautiful film about the American dream. And half of it is, you know, it is bilingual. More than half of it is in releases. <laughs> More than half, I'm hearing what? More than half of it is in, it is, it is a foreign language film, but yep. it is an American film at the same time. Right. Well, I will. So, and that. you know, the, the Sundance audience, they, they, it was the audience award and the grand jury prize. And also another movie that made my top 10 this year, never, sometimes, always, um, you know, you never, rarely, sometimes, sometimes always. always. Um, that got a special award at Sundance for oh. neorealism and stuff. So if it, if it won an award at Sundance, I always check all the award winners. And then if it comes out, then I make special, I think we yeah, do. Yeah, but pay. that's not always the case. Sometimes the award winners, you just shake your head when they come out and they go, and you're like, what, what the heck? Why? Who right. liked yep. this movie? Who, who voted this one in? Right. Yeah, I've I had quite a few of those where I'm like, really, you guys? Like, <laughs> that's what you wanted, or is it because somebody bought it that has big money? Right. So now even I want to ask you, is touched by that. I want to ask you both the question because you were there at the times. Now you know Robert doesn't really show up anymore, but he used to, and that oh, used God, to see if you to. could. He used to show up all the time, and there'd be Robert sightings everywhere. Did you both have a Robert sighting? No, I did because I, he, I saw him quite a few times because the years that I was there, he always came. So we always did a meeting um, at the Egyptian theater and he would come and tell us how happy he was that we were there. But I also got to see him at quite a few panels. Um, we, um, he, he did quite a few panels actually, the, all the different years that I was there. So yeah, I saw him quite a few times. He is, he is the most gentle, sweet man just soft-spoken as as all get out like what you see of him and what was that jeremiah johnson that's mm -hmm. him that is him he's just this very nice but super complex man but he feels that, that sundance is still his baby it is still his baby he doesn't oh, show yeah. up there as much anymore though no he he showed up the year i was there he just did the opening but then I never saw him but that there were pictures of him all around so I got so I did like those uh, like like if you know this is pre meme but like I put myself next to him in pictures <laughs> That's awesome that's awesome. Yeah, because everybody knows how much I love him. <laughs> that is awesome. No, he's just, I think he's the one, and, and one thing that a lot of people don't know is they actually have um, a school there. They have a filmmaker school there that goes on, um, not during when the film festival is on, but it goes on year round. And he, um, they pick certain people and they come and that's literally what they do is they go to his school of for Sundance and they learn how to become better filmmakers and um, how to, you know, uh, just everything, how to market their own product. I mean, everything. And it's a really cool thing. Sundance is a year round project that is constantly going on. It's not think, just yeah, the film festival. I think, uh, okay. Saint, I think St. Louis filmmaker Corey Finley 
uh, went to the Sundance School, got like a fellowship. Yeah, I, th- I thought there was somebody that did. Yeah, and, and, and then his film Thoroughbreds did very well at the film festival. And um, I mean, it's just, a, it's just a great thing if you get accepted there. It's very hard to get accepted. I talked to uh, Jay Duplass when he was in town for the St. Louis Film Festival. He was getting an award and, and Sundance made him and his brother. Like yeah. Sundance gave Mar- uh, Jay and Mark a career. And so he talks about that, about their little puffy chair movie. <laughs> and uh and and now look at them they're big producers they do film they act they're in tons of stuff and he always credits Sundance with making their career so it can make a career the year before I was there that was when Jennifer Lawrence did Winter's Bone mm-hmm. oh my gosh I was there for that I got to meet her and the director for that oh that to me that was so cool because I met her and I'm like this girl's going places. This girl's got talent. Like she was amazing, but it can also break somebody. I don't know if you remember the Elmo documentary. Yes. Oh, well, we voted on the St. Louis film critics voted at their best documentary that year. So it was very interesting. The, the, the boys that came forward against him for molestation did not, were not said that one of the kids said I wasn't brave enough to say anything until I saw that documentary and I saw how much attention he was getting and fame he was getting and it made me scared that he could keep doing that to other kids so it can break you too Mm -hmm. it can be the reason why you lose your career so be careful be careful now Steph did you did you ever go to slam dance I went the very the I went the very first year that I was here, but I didn't work at it. I went to it, and okay. that is an interesting. That is an interesting thing. <laughs> that was well, very, a couple yeah. a couple of local filmmakers, Ashley Searing and Corey Byers. Corey Byers teaches at SIU Edwardsville. They had movies that were accepted at Slam Dance and won awards. Yeah, Slam Dance. It, they, there was a whole bunch of offshoots of Sundance, and Slam Dance is the only one that survived. It right. is, and it always makes me think secretly Robert Redford is still running that one and keeping it alive. <laughs> it's his. It's his darker side, and he's like, <laughs> "We'll do so. Slam Dance." Yeah. Well, we should talk about the new releases. Um, one of them is uh, called "Our Friend." And it was, it premiered at the Toronto Film Festival in 2019. This is how old this movie is. Mm -hmm. But now it's just coming out now, Universal and Gravitas. And it's Jason Segel, Casey Affleck, and Dakota Johnson in a true story. It is based uh, on journalist Matt Teague's National Magazine Award winning uh, article that he did for the for Esquire magazine called The Friend. And it's based on uh, Matt Teague's wife, Nicole, died of cancer at age 36. And she was diagnosed in 2012. She had two little daughters. They had two little daughters. They were living in Alabama. Their best buddy that they met when he was at the New Orleans Daily, uh, Dane, uh, played by Jason Siegel, comes to live with them and take care of the family while she's going through her terminal illness. 
So it's about love and loss and friendship. And it's, it's a true story. So it's very matter of fact. Anytime you're dealing with cancer, it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be pretty. I can't watch those kind of films. I'm not going to lie. And so I, I can't yeah, be crying all day long. I can't do but, that. But <laughs> I mean, it is, but the, the, the people, Casey Affleck is extremely good as Matt Teague and Dakota Johnson is good as the wife, Nicole. Did you and ever think you'd say that? I know. Cause I normally don't like her. You, you um, don't even but, like her in peanut butter Falcon, which she was really good in. I liked her in peanut butter Falcon. Uh, I, uh, uh, yeah. I was. I did, not, I did not like her in High Note. The High Note. So oh, I, okay. didn't even, I don't like her at all. So I don't see any of her films. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, but you know, but, I but mean, Steph, she's, she's dying of cancer in this one. Don't care. Yeah, she she's very authentic. Um, the director of this movie is Gabriella Coperthwaite. Okay. She is a primarily known as a documentary filmmaker. She did Blackfish. Okay. In 2013, which was about the killer whale, and it won the St. Louis Film Critics Best Documentary that year. I was and, um, that, one. that, that was, was the one, one that shut down SeaWorld's yep. whale exhibit. Yep. yep. Okay. So she directed this. So she has a documentary eye. So it's very matter of fact. And uh, she did that movie Megan Levy about the military woman that was a hero a couple mm. years ago i never did see it but anyway that was her first fiction film so this is her second so this is a very authentic oh that was the one with the dog that was the that was the marine with the she had a dog oh okay 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 yeah and, well, and this, gwendolyn christie's in it also it's got a good cast and it's very i mean to me it's like People are knocking it because it's sappy. Well, of course it's going to be sappy. It's a cancer movie. It's a cancer, a cancer story. Movie. And you can't sugarcoat it. And there's no. two little girls involved. And um, the friend, I mean, who puts his life on hold to move in and take care of these people? And it just shows the the unconditional friendship, which is a good thing. I All right. Think. So why was it shelved for a year and a half? Who knows? with the COVID thing, who knows? Well, my here's my thoughts. Um, it might've been a movie that they didn't know if it was gonna you know, really do anything. And mm -hmm. with the lack of films that we have out right now, they probably decided to take a chance. Yeah, I mean, it's put out by a German company, Gravitas Ventures. And I, I don't know, I've never heard of that. No, <laughs> I haven't either, so. No, I mean, no, roadside, no. roadside put it out in the United States. So, and Roadside had a good year last year, so. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, um, at theaters today. Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's it also opens video, today. It's also video on demand at the yep. same okay. I saw that so when I looked it up yesterday. It. But I mean, you know, movies about people dying of cancer is a hard sell. Well, especially yeah. right now. <laughs> well, yeah. People want to feel good. They don't want to feel bad. Well, you speaking know? of which, I, Lynn, do you want to talk about, do you want to talk about locked down now or? You want to yeah. wait till you see yeah. it. Yeah, no, no, you go ahead because I've got it on the list. <laughs> so, okay, this is a movie that is out in theaters. This is part of the Warner Brothers deal. In fact, this was the first movie that I saw with the brand new animated Warner Brothers scaled down logo. Um, so, therefore, since it's a Warner Brothers film, it's on HBO Max too. 
So you can watch this at home if you have HBO Max right now. Um, it's a quarantine heist filler. Um, it, it's, it takes place in London, and it is famous for several reasons. One, um, it's a quarantine film. And I, there are Zoom calls, but my, the thing I appreciate the most about the Zoom calls is that nobody once says, you're on mute. Because that, that's the big joke of any time that there's a, a Zoom call in any media after the mid-2020, of mid that's, that's the big joke. They do not make that joke in lockdown. Also, uh, the other thing that's special for is they shot inside Harrods, which the famous London department store, yeah. they actually shot inside that while Harrods was closed down. And it's So who did they know to get that one? Uh, they they're they're thanked immensely. Well, uh, it stars uh, Quietella Giafor from Twelve Years a Slave, and also oh, yeah. also Anne Hathaway, who, as I was telling Lynn last night, has grown up very nicely. She's playing she's playing a thirty almost forty something adult. You know, you think yeah, you she's doing Anne she Hathaway. she's really stepped up. I and liked her in Ocean's Eight, and she is. Enough. I loved her in Ocean's Eight. That's what made me like. I when I saw her in the Batman movie, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to watch anything you're in. And but that's that's the Ocean's thing. Eight. I loved her. This is this is a heist movie. Well, it's not really a heist. Movie. It's only a heist movie for the last third of the movie, and they're not professional criminals, so they really don't know what they're doing. Uh, it's also directed by uh, Doug Liman who did Swingers and Born Identity and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Edge of Tomorrow, which I really liked. And so he knows how to do an action film, but this is not an action film. This is a character piece. And it's about this couple, that uh, Linda and Paxton, and they have broken up in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> Yet, th since Imagine. they're in lockdown, they have to live together still. Oh, my goodness. So... He lives like it's a it's a three story walk up. So he's like on one floor and she's on another floor and they rarely interact. And she is she works for some marketing firm. She's stationed in London, but she's an American. So she's not like doing any accent or anything like that. And her boss is Ben Stiller, who has her fire everybody over Zoom, which is oh just it's, it's a difficult it's a difficult scene to watch. Uh, but it's got a whole bunch of weird cameos, like Stephen Merchant's in it for a little bit, Mindy Kaling's in it for a little bit, uh, Lucy Boynton's in it for a little bit, Mark Gaddis has a very pivotal role, Ben Kingsley plays Paxton's boss. It, it's just it's just weird because he's on Zoom the entire time, so it's like they didn't really have to do anything. No, they just with, told him to phone it in. Well, sometimes, sometimes on these Zoom calls, you have the Zoom, but you also have the camera shooting them on Zoom. So it's it's well done. So they haven't yeah. done that. And then you have his whole family, which lives in they live in the United States, but he's British. So so Dooley Hill is his half brother, and he keeps saying half brother. I guess that's to explain that Dooley Hill is using the American accent, and. Quietella Giafor is using his no, regular the, voice. His regular accent. It, it's just, it's a weird little movie and it's cute. It's not what you think. It's, um, and 
I, I do appreciate for some of the little things that they do in it. Like every once in a while, Paxton goes out and recites poetry to the rest of the people that are trapped on his block. And some people <sighs> love it and some people hate it. And he's reading it from his phone. It, it's just weird. And I did tell you it's a heist movie, right? Right. Because she works for a marketing firm and they have the Harris Diamond at Harrods, except you can't tell that it's not the it's not the Harrods Diamond. It's the Harris Harris. Diamond. Yeah, because it's it's not really. See Now you're bumming me out because I don't have HBO Max and now I want to see it. It's now now you've interested me in it now. And now I'm like, you you should get HBO Max because they have the best. You can watch Wonder Woman for four more days. Yeah, and also they have such, they do have tremendous documentaries. The one on Natalie Wood, the one on Spielberg, oh, fabulous. The Bee Gees? The Bee Gees <laughs> one is the best I've yeah, seen. Yeah, but I get so much more from Netflix. That's, well, hey, well you got to get mix, mix it up. But then the, the TV shows, uh, HBO, Curb Your Enthusiasm, funniest show ever. And then uh, John the Oliver. Succession. So John Oliver, I can watch on YouTube anytime, you know, he's, they, somebody leaks it. <laughs> well, but but YouTube, you don't, but... you don't see the whole thing. You either see the beginning segment or the, the you don't get to see the funny stuff in, in the middle, which sometimes is the funniest part of the oh, episode. When, when he does the montage of local newscasts, those right. are the best. He is, oh my, we liked, when we had HBO, we did like it, but we got kind of irritated with um, Comcast for the exorbitant amount of money mm-hmm. that they want to charge you. So we were like, well, we get Netflix, we get Netflix for free. We get mm-hmm. Amazon Prime for free because we're Amazon members or Amazon right. Video. Well, no, you and pay then, for Amazon Prime. You just pay $129 a year for it. Right, but we ship a lot of stuff. Right. So it pays you, for itself. You make your money back. Yeah. And then, you know, we we did Disney Plus because, you mm-hmm. know, Disney. You have to. And, you know, I had to watch, you know, Baby Yoda. Episode three of WandaVision is out. I really wish they do two oh, at a time. Oh, that's right. Thank you for reminding me of that. I, I oh, wish they still do two, oh, two a week. My, that'll be my Friday night fun. I've already seen so episode do you guys, three. You'll like, like it. I don't know if you guys talk a lot about when you have like your thoughts on WandaVision. Yeah, we talked about it for 20 minutes last week. My, What do you do, think? Do you, what do you well, think? Well, I, I think she's dreaming. Well, maybe. Well, I think somebody's doing something, and I I think this is all in her head. Maybe. My husband. I don't know. Like, there's there, there, there's there, there's evidence of some chicanery. You That's have what seven I'm saying. More episodes to find out. I know. I'm like, oh my goodness. It is. I just it love is. those two together. Who knew Elizabeth oh, Olsen and Paul Bettany would be so great together? Did you see? Did you see the the movie he did, Uncle Frank? Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh my God, oh. Lynn, that was such a great movie. I oh, was crying he, so bad. That's probably the best performance I've ever seen him do. I was totally, I, I was a little irritated with the young girl because I thought, why did you wait until the very end of the movie to tell him anything? Um, suck it up, Buttercup. You know, like you've listened to this guy your whole life, and just now you're going to tell him that you're, you know, he should stand up. But I, it's okay. It's a movie. Now, but I was blown away. I was actually crying. I don't then that's again why I don't like watching emotional movies. Well, but let me just, I cried. Let me just finish. Let me just finish with lockdown saying, yep. Oh yeah. It is all of those things, and it does some things well, but I understand why a lot of people are frustrated with the movie because of all the things that I told you that it was, it is all of those things in a less than two hour movie. So 
so it's it, a lot of stuff and it, it is a short lot amount of stuff of time. and i un, and i understand why people are frustrated and why people n- don't necessarily like it because as i told you the heist part doesn't show up to the last third of the movie <laughs> and so they're describing it as this heist film and the scenes inside herod's oh i'm like oh i've been there and i because i love my wife love herod's and I think the statue of limitations. We used to buy uh, Cuban cigars from Harrods and then smuggle them home. I think, we, <laughs> but it, I, it's just so much. There, it's a lot of things, but it's also a not a lot of things. So I understand why people are frustrated with it. It's everything that you want it to be, and also not anything that you want it to be. So I, I, I get it. And Steph, I still hope you see it. I'm still going to say, I'm still going to say it. I I love him. Um, I fell in love with him. I'm a, I'm, I'm a serenity person. Mm -hmm. I'm a firefly person. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I saw him was when he was was a bad guy in that. I don't care. When somebody can play a killer bad guy, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, you know, talked crap about Keanu Reeves for a year, Mm -hmm. but you know, the first time I saw him play a bad guy, I was like, Oh, holy crap. This mm-hmm. guy's got some props, man. They can love him. I'm, 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 but... I'm, I love Keanu. I don't care. I I'm adore gonna, I'm gonna him, so... him. I'm going to defend him forever. Yeah, okay. that's my second husband. I'm all about Keanu. So I was, I'm happy that everything with him, but that's, that's the reason I will see this movie is just because, because um, I can never say his name. Quietel Ejiofor. Thank you. I'm going to see it just because he won the Oscar. He should have won the Oscar for 12 years of like. That is a movie. That, speaking of movies that I will never watch again, that is one I will never watch again. I know he is it's the villain. In, he is the villain in the Old Guard. Yeah, well, he's also the villain in the Lion King remake. He's, he's Scar. <laughs> well, that's right. He that's is, right. But he's amazing. Like I love him. I think he's mm-hmm. so versatile, and he's just so. Hey, guess what? I can do this too. What? You can play mm-hmm. a bad guy, and you can play a good guy, and you do it well. I like you. Boots. The the original movie Kinky Boots. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So yeah, yeah, anytime you have somebody like that, even if the movie is is super Middling. bad, I can usually find. It, a I, I'm, I'm not saying that the movie is no, super no, bad. No, no, yeah, I'm just saying. Even I'm if a movie was great. super bad, yeah. <laughs> well, it's the first movie of uh, that takes the lockdown plot. Well, no, that, because there's been all these things on on the streaming services, like right, like as we were talking about, Netflix has done their own. Uh, lockdown stuff like the they it's it's difficult to do and i appreciate what they were trying to do so uh speaking of netflix the white tiger drops today now mm. i did not review it favorably no you but did not. many other people are so take it for what it's worth but i found it too long meandering and there's a plot twist that ruined it for me it's it, and, and i told my wife your description of it or the description i forwarded i projected onto you because i have not seen it that it is the bollywood version of count of monte cristo and my wife just looked at me and said i like the count of monte cristo maybe i do want to <laughs> watch this well it's up to you guys i mean it's good acting uh, uh Chio, uh um mrs Priyanka. jonas Priyanka yeah, Chopra, is... Jonas, she's sensational. The lead guy is very good till he becomes ruthless. And then the middle guy, uh, the Ashok, the, the rich guy that is his boss, apparently he's a big deal in India. So they're all really good. It's just, 
I mean, how much poverty can you watch into? Yeah, that's and it and 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 you know, it's hard for us, especially as Americans, to watch something like that because mm -hmm. that's not a kind of poverty we deal with, really, in in the United States. It's, I mean, that that is like I make fourteen cents a day poverty. Right. I can't even imagine that. I understand how blessed I am. So I can't even imagine that. It just, it, it, it frightens me that there's still countries that that's the kind of poverty they have to live with. Right. So it's, it's very on, disturbing. It's, yeah. It's based, it's based on, on a novel. It's based on a guy, uh, you know, rising from his circumstances, obviously a good plot, but it just <laughs> goes on <laughs> okay she did a now really hold on a second interview. hold yeah. on you okay it's a hundred and it's two hours and five minutes yet you it love, feels like four but you love the five bloods which is two and a half plus but it doesn't feel like it <laughs> that's that's a whole different the thing. plot dragged to her that's what she's trying to tell you it yeah dragged. i'm just it saying like this, four thing, hours. this thing this thing takes for <laughs> and then you finally get the you finally get the white tiger in the middle. Okay, let's beat the metaphor on the head. Yeah. And then and is then, there a tiger in it? And what color is it? It's white. <laughs> she did a really good interview on USA Today that I happened to re I just happened to read yesterday. Who did Priyanka? And it made me interested enough that I will probably attempt to watch it. Yeah, let me know what you think. Maybe yeah. I'm not in the right frame because you know I I'm watching multiple movies, and <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did really like the dig, which is out in theaters, but it drops next Friday. So we'll okay. talk more I about that. I will try to see it by next week. But I I also signed. Up. What else comes out next week? Uh, uh, the little things on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. I I I got a um, because I'm in uh, the Critics Choice Association, Broadcast Film Critics. I got a package from them today, very disturbing. I'm not going to spoil <laughs> oh, it, no. but it's something in the movie. It's something in the movie. It's not somebody's in a toe, Manila right? envelope, and I opened my Manila envelope, and there it was, and it creeped me out. It wasn't. It wasn't something the, from Army Hammer. It wasn't a toe, right? No, no. <laughs> no, no. And that was for the dig. No, it's for the little things. Little, the oh, the little Max. things. Okay. It is uh, three Oscar winners, Denzel yes, Washington, is. Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Jared Leto. And Jared Leto is so creepy in this movie. Oh, man. He's oh, back. Uh, He's back. Uh, forget Denzel the Joker. Said, forget that Suicide Squad Joker jazz. He is back. Denzel said he doesn't, he has, the most he has spoken to Jared Leto is after the movie came out because he he stayed in character the whole time and he didn't want to he is known for that he is mm -hmm. and i i really appreciate that he is such a character actor like that i think i'm going to watch saint maud for next week lynn okay uh the uh the little things um i watched it back to back with malcolm and marie so i had back to back washingtons nice you father and son yeah oh wow that's all i'm gonna say it, well, wait, I really, I, really appreciate you guys asking me to be on, and and I hope uh, I was able to give you guys a kind of cool outlook on Sundance. Yes, yes. thank you, thank you. Gosh, any, any, yeah, anytime you guys want me to come on and talk about stuff, I'll talk about Netflix all you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, another, another thing I forgot. Uh, two things. 
No Man's Land is from IFC, and it's at theaters and video on demand. It is a reverse story about an American going as an illegal alien in Mexico. This is at the Texas-Mexico border at an area they call in real life No Man's Land. Mm -hmm. And uh, their ranch, the family ranch, is north of the Rio Grande or Grande or whatever. And uh, Mm -hmm. Frank Grillo is the dad of this family. He has nothing to do. Okay. Andy McDowell <laughs> is the mother who just does laundry and worries. Okay. And then the two sons are Alex McNichol and the lead guy is Jake Allen. His brother directed this movie, Connor Allen. And it is about white privilege and Mexican immigrants. And it is so predictable and cliche ridden that we could have we could have written it. Is this why you're saving it to the very end? Because you don't really want to talk about it? Well, I'm good. just going to tell you, it was good. Just, <laughs> it has a good cast. George Lopez plays a Texas Ranger. Oh, oh man. Okay. okay. As a dramatic part, um, it's it's just, you know, um, they're trying to protect their ranch. These illegal immigrants steal their cows. They have a gunfight the next night. And the good son that is going to have a tryout with the New York Yankees, he pulls the trigger and kills oh. a little kid. Okay. The little kid that seems to be a theme. I've seen a couple movies out where, oh my gosh, the 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 child or the the you know the young adult kills somebody and it's the family that has to deal with it and it's isn't like, that white okay. tiger also yeah like they make him take the blame for whatever it's like what okay that's kind of a that's kind of a beat up theme i'm feeling right now i know and then the so then the dad who helps illegal immigrants cross the border he's known as the shepherd mm. he's very catholic He seeks vengeance because why wouldn't you? And then, so as this guy's on the run on his trusty horse Sundance. Oh, wow. It all comes back. Yeah. um, Now I see why she's ending with this. Yeah. um, He uh, goes and works on a ranch. And of course, there's this nubile young daughter. Oh, yeah. You know, of course. But this is the thing: if you lived on the border of Texas and Mexico, wouldn't you know more about? Wouldn't you know more than a couple words of Spanish? Hola. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? You would uh, think it would, would kind of make sense. Bilingual, but these people, this family, they don't know Spanish. How does that happen when they live there their whole <laughs> lives on this ranch? And then, like, you would know more about the cuisine and the culture. You know, yeah, it's just, living right I, there. Come on. You know, so anyway, it's just obviously it's a noble effort by these brothers who are from Dallas. Of course. But it's Connor it's and Jake, Rob Allen. Thriller, but you can <laughs> guess every step of the way. So he, okay, so it's Connor, Jake, and Rob Allen. And Jake is one of the people in the movie. Right. They're very attractive people. Oh, okay. A little bit of nepotism never hurt anybody. Yeah, no, I mean, but it's just like <laughs> yeah, but he like he this, also wrote it, so this plot oh, well, is is so. I mean, it's just, I mean, obviously not complex, and uh, it's just so predictable and so cliche written, and it's, it's IFC, which I'm really shocked at. Once again, Lynn, 
people are looking for content. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I wonder we'll how see... long I wonder well this has a 2019 stamp on it. So oh. Oh. once again, people are looking for content. Right. And then um I want to say News of the World is now out on video. Highly recommend the Tom Yes, Hanks. I do. I I recommend it as well because it's it's smart. Yeah, it's and beautiful movie. soundtrack. And uh, also, um, what else is up? Oh, The Climb is out now. That's the goofy comedy about the real life. About, about the best friends who one slept with the fiance of the other one. Yeah. Oh, my. That's the, way the movie, <laughs> that's the way the movie starts. I guarantee you, you will laugh because it's just like, you can't believe these two guys. I mean, the poor, the Kyle. The, the it's poor, based on one of them is actually one of the guys that this happened to. Right, right. They're both their best friends, and they wrote this, oh. and they were a sensation at, can, at the Cannes Film Festival. And it is, it's, it's very different. George Went is the one guy's dad, mm-hmm. and uh, Italia Balsam is the is the mom. Okay. Anyway, yeah, they're 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 adults, best friends since childhood, and it's a hoot. I mean, I if you want to, and Carl, this is more directed to you because I feel yes. like this this show would really appeal to you. There is a um, show that just came out on Netflix uh, last week or the week before, and it's called Alice in Borderland. Okay, I want you to watch it. It is. It is. I'm writing it down. It is a gamer's delight, really? and it just got green lighted for a uh, second series. And it's about these people that they're, you know, running around. It's actually Japanese. I'm sorry. It's not Korean. It's Japanese. Ooh. And there's these three buddies and they're walking around and all of a sudden um, they walk outside and everybody is gone. Huh. Everybody's gone. Like everybody's gone. And you have to go through, um, you have to, you have to go through competitions, different styles of competitions with other people that'll just show up. And if you lose, you die. Huh? And it is not predictable. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like I looked at my husband. I'm like, what? It's and based I on it. a manga. Uh, it was, it was. And it's, it's, oh, it's amazing. Like they did it so well. So you definitely, uh-oh, you're smiling now, at somebody. No, my daughter, as soon as I said that, my daughter said, what, what is, what is What this? is it? Alice in Borderland. Alice in Borderland. You definitely, I would love to see what you thought about it. Because I, I fell in love with it. Season one. Yes. So. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, uh, Steph, for, uh, for being here. We will have another episode on Sun on Sundance with the people that couldn't make it today. And well, it's awesome. a delight to talk to you. I know. Lynn, you Lynn, one, one more thing. Miss Juneteenth is now out that it premiered Juneteenth over the summer and is now out. <laughs> out and I hear it's wonderful. Demand. And I have I a have bunch too. of links. I have a bunch of links and I haven't watched it yet, but we're going to have Supernova next week with uh, Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth. And uh, there's their uh, Oscar buzz there. And oh, that's uh, nice. so that's January 29th. So Steph, where can we find you on the socials? If you um, want to be found, if you so, don't want to be found, we don't have, well, don't I have still, <laughs> I still have my page up. The great big entertainment show is still up. I, I post to it very rarely only because I just, I kind of fell off the wagon 
and um, it's time for me to get back on the wagon. So yeah, people can can look at me. Um, ben James also posts stuff for me on it, mm -hmm. but it's just a great big entertainment show. And then they can always look me up, you know, just my my personal self is, you know, uh, Steph Raven and, you know, see my, my comings and my goings, mostly goings, but, you know. <laughs> Um, I'll definitely have to get myself back in the swing of things. I haven't uh, enjoyed myself so much in a long time. I Good. miss being with Lynn so much. As you I should. love talking film with Lynn. She is most the most amazing person. And, you know, I'd love to be able to come back with you guys and do more stuff. Well, well you thank, can, you. Yeah. thank you for saying such. You can find me on the social at underscore Carl the Intern on Instagram and the Twitters this week. I posted two uh, horn test for your St. Louis Blues as hockey has begun again. And uh, that's why we're doing this on a Friday night because I have hockey games on Friday or on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Oh man. How so, does it feel? To, how, how does it feel to be back in the barn? It is weird because there aren't that many people there. And basically I'm playing music for the players, which is fine, but it's, I haven't played a song from this century uh, <gasps> at all. <laughs> So no, no classic rock, all songs for the players, which I love because that 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 broadens my horizons and makes sure that uh, I'm keeping in tune with what the kids are listening to. Oh, my goodness. That's who, who the kids are and the kids are the players. Yeah. <laughs> Lynn, where can we find you, young lady? All right. I'm in the Webster Kirkwood Times. I am on KTRS radio with a. Uh, Ray Hartman every Thursday night at 1020. Now I have a new sponsor, Miller Furniture presents Lynn Venhouse Goes to the Movies. How about that? We have a theme song. Can you get and a piece of that? Um yeah, we, okay. we have a theme. We have a theme song and everything. And it started last night with me coughing up a storm. That's good. And um uh, but they bleeped all that out. Um and then um I am here with you, Carl, and hey. a special guest every week. And then I also have my own website, which is a work in progress, poplifestl.com. Well Wait. thank you, Steph, for being on and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. No yeah, problem. It was you guys so have much a great fun. weekend. You Yay. too. This is fun. Bye bye. Bye. Stay safe, wear your mask. Yay.